Let's just uh, do it. Oh, shit. What's the brand? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The the fat controller's not here. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. See, anyone can do it. I'm glad you hey. did, because the other three of us don't actually know the words. <laughs> so I do. I, I, do. <laughs> I can leave now, right? Oh, That's my job done. There you go. <laughs> I was wondering if there'd be a moment of, and this is your host, Bendy from the chat. I'm like, Well, no, I'm Ben Davis from the chat. Ben well. Davis. <laughs> oh, uh, so hi, Bendy. I, I don't think believe we've met. I, I didn't even say really? hi in the fucking pre-show shit. There, well, not not you know. I haven't we haven't spoken in IRL. Well, this is an IRL, but you know, in person. Um, yeah. I don't believe anyway. I, I could be wrong. I've got a terrible fucking memory. I th- I think we we crossed paths on a space for about five minutes once. Oh, but I wasn't looking at you, so that doesn't exactly, even exactly. <laughs> you just—it was like radio, right? It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool. welcome no, again to the, thank to you the very podcast much. with some of the uh, regulars here. It's uh, because have you? Well, have you been on the show with any of us before, or is it just uh, you? The stand-ins it, show. It, it was. It was the alternative game of nodes, really. With uh, mm-hmm. Ra- with Rama standing in for Null and and Funky playing the role of Schultzy and and which I and then and then uh, Joe I guess Joe would have been up. Usurp was, right. was Usurper but then he just left um, and then Jake <laughs> obviously did 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 his thing and, and Shield Dow Dow probably the best so, other 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 than the one where other than the one where we were when Juno was coming back to life right that that mammoth one still our most watched episode is people watching the. Invariant checks go by on a screen while we all sat there and said, "When is the when the fuck is this going to end?" <laughs> that's what new, that's what Neutron's launch reminded me of. What to stand there watching the watching it go by? V- the the vote power just like it's nearly there. It's nearly there. Definitely going to be there soon. It's going to oh, happen yeah. very soon. Then you just wait forever. I remember that with I forget, somebody else launched. It took forever way back in the day to launch. It was Evmos or something before maybe on the restart. I remember it would be like it would slowly grow, grow it would slowly grow like 37%, 38, and then somebody would drop out 37, 36. <laughs> like, fuck, I'd be here all day. Now, before we get too far down the line, I should point out that uh, the fray has left us with the drill tweet of the week for the poto. Oh, he, did, he sent us a random. Wait, hold on a second. It, it, you're the most critical person of the drill of the week, and you're over here like, hold on, we need He's to turn around because this is really important. He's turning around on it. <laughs> hold up, hold up. <laughs> Wait, uh, you guys I, uh, shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I believe this is, yeah, it says for tomorrow, and then there's yeah. a drill he DM'd it to me, so I can. I can but wow. I, I hadn't assumed that we would do something that was like on the agenda within the first five minutes of the show. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. It's dumb. Well, it I mean, no sense. one really likes this segment, so maybe it's good to get it out of the way. That's right. <laughs> Nobody likes it, so let's do it first. Yeah, makes well, sense. Well, um, it's like well, the starting should, act kind of deal. Okay, should, should, in my standing for fresh, lie. Please, yeah, well, yeah, you'll you'll have to do. It. But you know, just to be fair, like usually the fray comes on, dribbles a bunch <laughs> of bullshit, no one wants to hear, and then says the drill tweet, which no one also wants to hear. 
and then we actually talk about something. So last week, I mean, he, last week he I just bulldozed you into it too. He bulldozed right over you last week with it too because you were trying to bring up something else and he just kept going with the drill tweet. I had to go back and listen to it because you just kept going and it just never. He just that's it. It was all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go I'm, check it out. I'm episode six four. Beating damn man. <laughs> All right. I, I actually, I've never had a drill tweet read not in an English accent, so I think we should keep that going. Okay. Right, because it's just not the um, same coming from. It's. I think it's. It's no. It's has more, more 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 nobility to it. I think maybe. Yeah, it sounds more important when other Doesn't people it? say it. Yeah, it sounds less like trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, it definitely will sound fairly trashy. Um, I'll give it a go. I will be hung by my ankles and displayed at the zoo until I can prove to the sheriff and city hall that I have centered myself with Christ. <laughs> That's the one he picked. Oh, we got, That's oh, what we he got sent me. Segment. I mean, <laughs> I just always feel like after the drill tweet, I just have to like bask in it to let it really sink in and like come to its full term. I feel like they have higher meanings that I just can't grasp as a simple <laughs> <one>. <laughs> And it's when they're, very when they're ex- read in a British accent, I, I, it makes it even sound more like they're supposed to have some sort of higher meaning that I simply can't grasp because right? I'm simpleton. It's like, yeah. am I the wrong one here? <laughs> I think I must be. People yeah, I'm like uh, over in the corner chewing on the end of my pencil. <laughs> <laughs> What? Did it, someone say something? Wipe <laughs> yeah. your mouth with your shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me of trying to read like um, Renaissance literature or something like that, where I'm like, I know these are all words, but I actually don't know what it says. This particular um, arrangement of these words is just beyond me. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, too much for this time of the day. It's yeah. a great and accent now. Descend straight into Sean Connery's. <laughs> uh, funny. so guys i'm looking at this spreadsheet and i can't make heads nor tails of it first time i looked at it in a couple of months to be honest <laughs> a couple well, of months. we know because you, you weren't here <laughs> yeah a couple of months there's just well, like we- random words on the like just i'm look. I, I it doesn't make any sense it's just like random words scattered around the place ever since i stopped uh you know coming in here and tidying things up apparently the world's gone to shit well, most of the stuff is all related to. I mean, everything we had here before. We pulled a couple of things forward from a few weeks ago, but there was an article on AI regulation versus crypto regulation. I was I wanted to bring forward, which was kind of funny. Um, and then this week, obviously, was all this Coinbase and Binance bullshit here in the U.S. with the with the SEC. So that I don't know if we're, we really want to talk about it or if we give a shit. But I want I mean, to talk about it. The, the so. Hey, we're on the right page then. Sixty-five. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, let's, start, yeah. let's start. Let's start with that. I, can, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have the right uh, people in here. Okay, but all right. Change or, that. or the guest for that matter. I didn't even know it just came up. We don't even have a guest, so <laughs> delete that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, Bendy's not a guest. He's on the. He's on it's a, a second episode slot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Am, I now, um, am I now officially like a friend of the show? You're catching up to know. Yeah, you are a friend. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss any for a year. I missed like one or two, and they're like, "Oh fuck, well, never good. shows up anymore." Oh, <laughs> well, you you broke the streak, and then that was it. You went out alive. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, when no, no, nobody's giving fr- the phrase shit because he's busy yorping at Aptos. That's right. Yeah, he is. 
at Aptos, yorping, IRL. Um, I mean, though, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, like, if it was, if I had the option, go on the potty, talk to the boys, or go and yorp for business, uh, I'd be at yorping. Fuck you yeah, guys. It's, it's like midnight there, so it's a little bit. Actually, no, it's like, well, whatever. It's 11.15 or something. There's Where's that? Oh, yelping, oh, at, uh, yeah. Where is he? Amsterdam. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, believe that. He's probably, I believe that, like, that. I was going to say that time of night in Amsterdam is the best time for yorping. It is. That's true. Yeah, like the yorping doesn't happen during the conference. It happens no. like out on the street mm-hmm. with, like, you know, you meet the people at the conference, you get their deets, and then you follow up with them later on. Right. And then you go and get drunk and do drugs and then <laughs> business. You, you dance at the Milady Rave until four in the morning. And you sleep yeah, outside. I mean, and you sleep outside the Airbnb. Sleep on the patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know and then and then you make a contact for life. So <laughs> that's it. You know, that's and, and that's you retain your foundation delegations Forever and and your validated Forever. business actually turns a profit. Well, no. Ah, that would be <laughs> well, what the fuck are you talking about? I want to live in your fucking crazy world where you make profits. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's uh, it's like that Charlie's Chocolate Factory's fucking rosy world with all the oompa loompas and shit running around. I mean. Is that rosy though? The Oompa Loompas were glorified slaves, and like the OSHA issues involved here. Oh like, there's this God. big we're... chocolate river, hang on, hang on, and hang people on. are probably we're just in fucking it. straight out of the gate slapping the 2023 <laughs> spin on fucking the damn. I, I, I really like, want, I want to pick. Factory. I want to pick this up though because the Oompa Loompas only value chocolate, so they're being paid. They're being paid in the only currency they care about. Just because it's not living in your fiat world, Schultzy. You know, that's that's outrageous. So well, see, in, in actual saying. fact, it's more of an analog for crypto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're being given these lovely, delicious chocolate tokens. Yeah, and we don't care about fucking fiat. It's just that yeah. that sweet, sweet uh, you know, Juno shitcoin. <laughs> but it does it but it does turn out that that chocolate is now in fact a commodity. Uh, not a commodity, a security. It's a security, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know, you got to pay tax on your chocolate. I what is the I don't this whole security debate like I'm a bit of a dumb dumb I feel like because of this whole thing. I, I thought I knew things, but then like when they saw, oh it's a security like what are they saying it's shares in a company? Is that what's happening here? Explain it to me, Usurper. I feel like you get it. Yeah, Maybe explain how it does to, to us. I, I feel like I have a decent understanding, but I feel like having the extra 40 or 50 years that, that Usurper has will give me <laughs> extra. All right, let me well, go back roaming this planet past. for an extra 40 years has made you wise, friend. This, this, is where we need, this is where we need Artifact on, because we talked about it one night late, and we talked about the... Like, I knew about the Howie test beforehand, um, and what the what the history of that is? Let me pull the history up real quick. While you guys make a make a make a, a short amount of um, small talk, while I pull the right page up. Okay. So the the thing is that in Australia, like you, 
I, I guess like uh, the states of trailblazers, right? They're like, oh, we we want to lead the world and we want to like, you know, lead the debate on cryptocurrency and all that bullshit. Whereas like when you come to Australia, the government doesn't give a fuck. They just want to get paid tax. They're like, if you trade in these things, you'll pay us tax and then everything else about them we don't care about. So it's a little like, I just, I don't understand why, like the whole XRP saga like how has that gone on for years it makes no sense and now xrp is pretty much irrelevant because it's been superseded by other technologies is it though um, i mean it's still a top it's 10 like, is it not it's a top 10 but it, it doesn't do anything you, that nothing exclu- it doesn't even have smart contracts does it i was like, gonna say if you a- exclude staples it's top five right it's like there's bitcoin ethereum maybe bnb and then xrp i feel like yeah. it's yeah, I feel like if you exclude stables, it's the fourth biggest currency. Crazy. Why it is is absolutely fucking baffling. Because, I, like, I used to hold it, hold some. I sold it. Like, I, I got this when I was early in the in the crypto. I was like, I got sold on the dream of XRP by some random people on Reddit, and you know, um, sold it after I figured <laughs> read into it. <laughs> but uh, like. To me, it's just a it's just sending token, right? It's I'm, I'm sure there's like maybe there's the smart contracts now. I don't think there ever used to be, but basically, like they don't really have a um, decentralized manner of validating. So, like you have to be on the list. You have to there's like a list of trusted validator nodes, and if you're not on the list, then you can't validate. And like all the validators have to share that list. So it's a closed circle um, and you can't really get in there. And like Ripple actually distribute that list, I'm pretty sure. So the, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cheap, I guess, to send transactions and it's cross-borderless is the, you know, mm-hmm. thing, but so is all of other crypto. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why, uh, why XRP is such highly valued by people. Um, I do know that like every month a billion tokens comes up and gets unlocked by the foundation for Ripple and then they sell what they need to keep the Ripple company going and then lock up the rest again. So basically every month the whole community gets dumped on by Ripple. Um, well, which- so my, my understanding of why Ripple is still so big is like it still has the claim to fame of like banks buying into it and banks wanting to use it, right? Whether that's still true, I kind of doubt but, it. But that but was do they? Because like, look at the list of banks that that are like invested in Ripple. I feel oh. like they were the dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I concur. But I think that the reality um, of of the story and like or the reality and the story are have kind of segmented. So like, Ripple is still seen as like, oh, well, they're like blazing a trail and they have good odds because banks are behind them. Blah 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 blah. When it's probably not actually true. Um, aside from like the claim of banks wanting to use it and all bank transactions happening using Ripple, I don't think there's anything really separating them from everything else. Aside from, of course, that like the main guy has something like 70% of all Ripple, which is. Yeah. So Brad Garlinghouse was at one point the richest man in the world, <laughs> like for a day or two um, during like 2017 or. 18 or whatever it was when uh, yeah. there was like the big ripple pump when it was four bucks or something. Um, yeah. I remember reading that in the news. Um, All right. So a little bit about Howie. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the history here in the U.S., I had to go pull it up because it's been a while since we talked about it. But uh, this is back from the 1940s, I think like literally right after the war. And, and, and how old were you at the time? Uh, <laughs> I was graduating college. No, actually, I'm sorry. 40, <laughs> this, was, this was 46, right in the middle, right in the middle of the war. Um, so, so there was a Florida organization, W.J. Howie, uh, had a sub, sub business that was a service business. And basically what, what was happening was that the owner owned large tracts of citrus groves in Florida, like basically orange trees. Uh, it kept half the groves for its own use and sold real estate contracts for the other half to finance future developments. And he would sell the land for a price per acre and then can, and then give to the purchaser a warranty deed upon payment in full for that purchase price. So then basically that purchaser could then lease it back to the service company and they would tend for the land and all this kind of stuff. So basically what it turned into is that they were selling almost like a, um, what's the right term for it? It's they basically, they call it an investment contract, but they were basically selling a warrant on that land, a warranty deed on that land. Uh, they would lease it back to Howie to be able to run citrus on it and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, so the idea was that, uh, so the, the SEC went after it because they're in their words, this is back from the, this is back from the, the actual bill that went through. It says, in other words, an investment contract for purposes of the securities act means that a contract transaction or scheme whereby a person invests his money in a common enterprise and is led to expect profits solely from the efforts of the promoter or a third party. It being immaterial, whether the shares in the enterprise are evidenced by formal certificates or by nominal interests in the physical assets employed by the enterprise. And so if you take this forward, what they're talking about now um, is that they're talking the idea that an investment contract in the Howey test, and again, I wish John was here, you do a good job, but in, in the idea that an SEC can determine whether or not a token can be sold to U.S. investors um, and can be, and requires that then that that token compel to be able to be registered with the SEC that if an investment of money in a common enterprise with a reasonable expectation of profits to be derived from the efforts of others. So I think what that what that kind of means is that I'm buying into a or I'm, I'm investing into a token, things happen within that. And then the idea is that that token price increases because of those things by others, right? Investment like the team itself other parties that are doing that. And if later I'm, if I'm able to sell that for a profit based on that effort, then that is considered a security. That's a definition. So, but when you, when you take a step back, right. And, mm-hmm. and you just consider that a currency is the same thing mm-hmm. as it, like as a cryptocurrency. A well, yeah, because, but I mean, you don't trade currency as a security, do you? But you take a step back and you go, well, how is cryptocurrency different to like fiat where fiat gains value from the basis of your economy, uh, which is off the backs of other people doing work, right? Well, securities. Because, right. because one of them's the government and they're not going to say that they're a security. <laughs> like that's the answer. <laughs> so, okay. What is the implication of a cryptocurrency being a security? And, I feel like that directly relates to existing laws that they would like to enforce on securities. Is that is that the whole sh- sh- the uh, deal? I believe in America that means you could you need to be a broker to trade it, right? Rather than uh, you can't just do what you do at the moment, where you go onto an exchange and buy the token. Uh, no, or I don't. You can't, I, or you can't do DeFi. 
<clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think any of that's true. Actually, I think I think it just oh. creates. It, I don't think that that's true. It just creates. It creates rules and structures around what that security has to have and the registration of that security um, and the regulatory obligations of that security to be delivered. So it does. I don't think it necessarily. And also, I think there's some minimums here as well. Like there has to be a market cap on that security as well. Like it, I, I don't think it's to zero. Um, and so there's some other comp- coming things, but like, th- like no said, like, like money markets and those types of things that are just, you know, wrapped, um, small fiat type of returns. Those are all securities as well. So, I mean, there, I was trying to look up also like where the definition of it here is what is, is really what's in question, right? So if, if it does pass the Howey test and if the, if the passage says that, okay, we, we, I, have, I, I'm buying a token at a specific price. There's work that's being done in that token, uh, meaning like in the project, either by the team that owns that project, right, or by others, um, or by et cetera, et cetera. And my expectation is that goes up because of that work, and it is a security. What what is the big deal with that? And so that that means each of those tokens has to register, or there has to be, I think, a broker, like a somebody has to be responsible for that to be able to register that security. Um, there's there would there be rules from. Coinbase and other exchanges that are dealing in that security. I think what that goes to is, is also, but at some point, like from us as validators, like we're non-custodial, like we're, we're an infrastructure type of structure that helps. We're not, we're not directly related to that security. I know that's, that's really where the gray area starts to get into, but. Well, well, I think where I may have confused things is I I believe that you end up just done some very quick Googling to, try to unpick where i've gone wrong but effectively securities you can buy them from the company itself mm-hmm. you can buy them from individuals that hold them mm-hmm. uh you could you can buy them from banks mm-hmm. and you can buy them via a broker so if a currency that, that basically means that then um exchanges would need to be registered as brokers Correct. In order to carry on in the model that we are now, yes. because there isn't a mo- because there is no company that could sell you a Juno or Atom or whatever, and, and they would have to be registered for number one. They have to be registered. There, there, there would be regulations of how they're managed, yeah. right? And and like what they need to be able to carry on 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 the books and those types of things. There would be regulation in terms of what tokens they could offer, right? No different than like the SEC approving uh, um, a specific stock listing. <clears throat> which I think allows it to be traded anywhere, but there might be other like, you know, like say Schwab wants to be able to create an ETF basket of stocks. That is a registered security, that ETF. Right. And so they go through the process of registering that security. And I'm, I'm sure whatever controls are in place for that have to be, be managed and Schwab owns that. So would Juno or somebody else have to register um, to be able to be allowed that other exchanges could trade that? I would think the answer would have to be yes. Um, so I mean, so, but how would that how would that even look like? Like who knows? No, I mean, one, the no one. There's there's no central entity that owns. Juno. Oh, there sure there is, right? There's a legal entity who? that has Juno, right? There's no like company so. that issues <laughs> fucking Juno. There what? is. There has to be a. There has to be an organization that issues Juno. Like w- like what do you from a, from a founding perspective and from Juno? Is there a Juno Inc. or a Juno LLC or a Juno Limited that exists somewhere? No, of course not. No, Core One is no. There's no legal entity associated to that. No, not that I know of. But it, but also the question is: is even if Core One wrote all the code, mm-hmm. 
they wouldn't be the one like at the point that genesis happened is core one the people that have issued those tokens or is that the person that proposed that block is it the people that voted on that block like i don't well it's it's people taking code from a repository and running it like it's not i mean they the some of them were a cog in the wheel but most of them weren't even in well half of them weren't even involved with actually less than half of them weren't even involved with running the the actual network so you know that you know is writing code does that make you then responsible for yeah i think it does the the how you know and it's not even it's not even in the code of the network it's it's in the words in the genesis file is what actually you can take that exact same code change the the denom and the accounts that it goes to, and it's all completely different. Then, Dude, if, if, so, if your name's on, if if somehow you're you're associated, regardless, I, I'm surprised there's not an organization, by the way. But if if I'm sure there is for other organizations, like I would think, like I, I know there's just, I know there, I know there's a Stargaze Inc. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like like I, I'm really surprised there's not one at Juno. But 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 there is an organization, right? I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the about the hub either. But it I, so, I, I, yes or no. Somewhere, somewhere, it doesn't be in the US, but somebody somewhere is responsible for that, which means that if they, this is what I think their whole point is. If, if, if anybody can start a token and be able, and there's expectation of the Howie test that I'm putting money in, other people do work and that number goes up, then there is an equal amount of risk in terms of that being 100% rugged or being fraud. And this is what the SEC says the consumers need some protection. That's that I'm yeah. not making that point. I'm that's the point that they're making. So, so now, but, but that is that is the three main points of the well, that that's one of the three main points of why they want to regulate crypto and yeah, they sure. are, I mean, like it's all investor, investor protections, regulatory yes. oversight, and financial stability, right? And even if you have the FTX situations where like where there's just massive fraud, right? Like, like that bills, that business should have been regulated. That's fucking bullshit. Right. Where you're taking basically staking components that people think they're earning on specific staking. And either that's a Ponzi where they're just replacing those, or they are taking those dollars and using them elsewhere in a different business um, to be able to make bad investments. Like that shit is that's fucking bad. Right. I think anybody, anybody would agree with that. Right. So, so, but does that mean that the token needs to be regulated or the exchange needs to be regulated. And I think here in this, in this business, how the fuck would you possibly regulate this stuff? Like this is not a, this is like the rest of these securities that we're talking about are either U S based or there's something that's overseas that, that you have a U.S. component of that are re-registered here. What are you gonna do? Register Juno in 33 countries. There's no fucking way. Right. So, and you're not going to stop anybody from using that either. So like, so then what are you trying to control? And I think the only thing you can't control is the exchanges is the, is the conversion into fiat. That would be my. Like, what what else do you do? Like, you can't. How do you possibly control cryptocurrency? Like, uh, you you can't put that regulation in. So, can you control U.S. residents getting access to that to turn it into dollars? Yeah, you could probably do a pretty good job there if you really wanted to. I, I think because the other thing that's happening in America, right, is this stuff around what makes a network sufficiently decentralized, right? So that's the the other kind of legislative thing playing out which I've got to admit I haven't followed particularly closely, but I thought was actually more interesting in the sense that it's legislation that's looking at the challenge of here is a product that our current rules don't help us with because what do you do? You've called something a security, but it ain't helping anyone. Yeah. So if the purpose of the legislation is to protect consumers, it isn't work. It isn't fit for purpose. 
So I think that that's where you kind of go, there's this new style of product and it doesn't fit the legislation dating back to the 1940s. So new legislation is necessary. And I thought that the, the idea that you might have some some rules around what would make a network sufficiently decentralized to not fall into the security model was kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know too much about that argument either. Honestly, Ben, Ben, I, I haven't, I haven't heard too much about that piece of it. it was, like I, I kind of don't, um, I don't know how much this is real and how much this is bullshit lip service. Like I, I, like I really don't like somebody, may, I forget who it was on Twitter. If I could find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But somebody said like, like this is not coming to a head. Like Ginsler is not going to be standing on the fucking steps of the Capitol building making a ma- major announcement around cryptocurrency. Like that, that's not going to happen. So who's like who said that? Who's, I, somebody said I that. I forget. Someone, I, I, I remember someone say that. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that, I totally agree with that that approach. Like like they'll settle with Coinbase. Coinbase will pay some money for this, right? Even though I mean I don't think they've done anything wrong, but whatever, right? Um, like it's tough to play in a game when the rules aren't set. And then, and then come back later and say, these are the rules and you're, 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 you're fucked. So, and maybe some of that they did know, right. And some of that they said, well, the rules aren't set. So therefore we're going to do what the hell we want. And then there's some sort of reasonable expectation and they're going to be outside. So so you think that uh, Coinbase might cop a fine for trading in unregistered securities? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then maybe, and and all they want, and honestly, all I want to, I just want some fucking clarity. Like it doesn't have to be nothing. Like the, the answer doesn't have to be, it's totally deregulated and all this type stuff. Like, like there, there are probably some good points of this that that need to happen um, here in the U.S. at least, and there's probably some stuff that's totally stupid that you just have senators who should have retired 40 years ago have no fucking idea what the hell we're talking about, right? That that, and then there'll be some sort of balance between those two areas that I hope comes out. And I think once you have clarity and once those rules are set, regardless of how ominous those rules are, then I think that that might be. We always talked on this show, like no, we've always talked about like. What is the compelling event that gets us out of the bear? That might be it. That actually might be it. Like some sort of fucking finality to say, this is it. And even if those rules are ominous, like I said before, that clarity might be enough to say people, people say, I understand this. We can work in this structure. Now, I, you know, now I'm going to, you know, you're going to see new yeah, projects but- show up because I know what the rules are now. And it's not just like this fucking Wild West bullshit, right? Uh, I believe that's probably correct because I also think that centralized digital currencies are actually going to like this is going to make me so unpopular uh but they are going to, i think centralized digital currencies are going to be the catalyst to the next ball yeah because i think that at that po- because i believe that that is when uh institutions like banks will get involved i think there'll be enough regulatory clarity that people will feel like they can run businesses and i think there'll be enough surety from the vast majority of individuals that the there is someone saying that this number on a screen has a meaning in the same way as my bank account does which at the moment they don't feel like i I appreciate that that runs against pretty much the entire spirit of uh being a cypherpunk and anything like that but i sort of think that's the next realistic step right i think so i i think that like that is the sentiment of probably most of us here as well bendy because we've not necessarily that that might be the catalyst that that um you know breaks the the bear cycle but definitely we've talked about it here before that to actually gain any kind of adoption with normies you need like that safe haven asset to right. to jump right. in and out of that's not related to a centralized entity like UST or USDC like tether or or circle yeah, but um, you know, it it can't be like there there are like um, 
you know, crypto, uh, I mean, it, crypto was born out of an idea, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to follow that narrative for its entire existence. And there can be like a subset of crypto that follows that narrative. Like, um, But it doesn't mean that all of crypto has to follow that narrative. Like things change, things morph, things evolve, right, into other things. So um, what, you know, uh, Bitcoin can can remain the decentralized proof of work thing that all of the diehards go to if they if they want something that can't be regulated, etc. But um, like in terms of the the metamorphosis of the rest of the industry, then I think that having um, you know regulation and and clarity around the rules can only be good for the industry in that it can open the door like um your services to uh institutions and and um investors actually knowing what's going on and having an easier door into it i mean if there's a cbdc and banks are on board then and that can be traded at exchanges like um uh you know friggin i don't know qcoin or, or whatever the fucking exchanges are that people use i don't really know binance um then you know that that's a window into the industry, and that's going to onboard the the billion fucking users that we need to actually make a go of it and get some stability in the industry. Because at the moment, it is like occasional investors from retail that come in during hype periods um, or boredom, and then pump the whole industry and then lose interest, and the whole thing falls apart again. And then all the people who have entered and trying to make a living out of the industry uh, kind of left there with their dick in their hand, trying to figure out what to do. Right. But I, and I think I've, that like, go, sorry, go on, Chelsea. I've kind of wondered if CBDCs are going to lead to like the de facto form of exchange regulation. Like I can imagine a future where only a handful of exchanges will actually support, I don't know, USDG for USD government. Um, and those <laughs> exchanges are therefore considered like regulated. And if, say, KuCoin tries to take USDG and trade on it, then the U.S. government comes down on them, right? And so you can trust whether an exchange is vetted by the government if it's on set exchange kind of idea. I don't know if that'll actually happen, but I can see that being a future that happens. So it's a very clear one-to-one, like, well, this is here. So obviously it's been reviewed, it's been checked. And well, I mean, it, it, it would, that would need to fall within their jurisdiction, though, like, you know, that that exchange would need to be registered as a company under some purview of the United States to be able to, you know, make that regulation on them. There'll still be like rogue shit out of other countries or decentralized, centralized exchanges and, you know, that type of stuff. So I I think like, I think the, uh, the listing of a USD, let's just call it a USD because that's probably what it would be listed as. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that could be, Personally, I don't think that can be used as the source of truth as to whether or not regulation is t- graced to this good company that is masquerading as a centralized entity to trade your crypto at. Just because no, of you know, F- the nature of being able to use that anywhere. Because FDX could have been, any of the tokens on there could have been called anything. They could have all been fiat currencies and it would have still been a scam. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. FTX, the, the collapse of FTX, it was really interesting. I talked to a, a couple of people I knew who 
weren't in crypto but knew I was and they heard this story and they were like oh is this not terrible I was like this is exactly what actual blockchain prevents happening because right. you can actually see where the assets are and you can see who holds them and you can see balances and you can reconcile shit and this is why it Honest, is actually <laughs> but like it's the same thing with um uh informal have got this this ko-fi idea right where which just allows for much more elegant settling of of your your debts and kind of it means that your uh speed of of settling invoices suddenly becomes really quick uh you can settle your obligations and it's like that sounds a great idea, but it basically only works if it, if you can trade in a currency that businesses can be comfortable with. And again, that, you know, you go, well, that were, as soon as there is central, you know, government tokens, like tech like that is going to come in, whether it's informal or whether it's someone else, you know, tech like that is going to come in and it just enables, it, it lowers the risk in the system, right? People are less likely to go bankrupt due to um, cash flow issues. Because your actual debtors can pay you, or you know whether they can or not, or you can you can judge those risks much better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just tunneled off to make a cup of coffee. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. This week, there, uh, on the, can you, can on you the, mute me? Can you mute me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad he wasn't having a piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a uh, naked gun. Uh, this kind of relates to something we've had in the notes for a long time, but I'll put the link in the show. There's an Axios article uh, with uh, with the OpenAI CEO. Um, so there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of talk going out with like uh, generative AI and and everything else that's going out with you know ChatGPT and Google saying and you know everybody's announcing shit right. Um, and uh, the the title of this Axios article is OpenAI OpenAI CEO in historic quote historic move calls for regulation before Congress. So the open the open AI CEO and a bunch of AI CEOs are coming forward and saying, "Listen, this shit's fucking dangerous. We, you know, we think we should be regulated in some sort of way. We want some guidelines and some rules of how this should be done." And I think it's just hilarious that that uh, you know I think there's a not just the Coinbase piece, but there's there's been a lot of talk about crypto regulation and trying to get past some sort of basic set of rule sets to be able to move forward. What we we're saying, what we we're talking about before, and. Uh, and there's some quotes in this article, which are uh, it was Dick Durbin from Illinois, who's kind of a dick, uh, called it in multiple levels, uh, called the historic that the company was coming forward to com- Congress pleading for regulation. And, uh, quote, this is your chance, folks, to tell us how to get it right. Please use it, said Senator John Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana. Talk in plain English and tell us what rules to implement. How fucking hilarious that uh, this is kind of a for me, this is a, a real a real uh, crypto negative indicator, um, which is when you have it, when you have a business that doesn't necessarily threat traditional finance and, and those types of things, it's, Hey man, you guys, this is good technology. We want to use this. Tell us the rules you want us to implement that laid out for us and we'll figure it out. And then this, in this situation we've been talking about here with like the U S and the SEC and everything else, literally this is probably what, 10 years of some sort of aspect, or at least, you know, six, five, six years of, of, requesting for some sort of clarity around crypto regulation and what you get is what you get is lawsuits um, associated with that. Do, do you think some of that relates to the initial culture of crypto though, which mm-hmm. was a bit, which mm-hmm. was, you know, confrontational. Absolutely. The banks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. 
It's you know, just, so as much as it's now asking for regulation in some parts or yeah, the vast majority. For sure. But, but these are fucking adults, right? They're not, they're not like four-year-olds. Like, like I understand what the original piece was, but also as a lawmaker and regardless of original tent, intent, you look at the current situation and say, what's the best thing for my constituents and for the general public at large? You don't sit there and fucking quash things because you're a petulant child, which unfortunately most of this, I mean – I mean, like, I was going to question the entire premise of your thing of, like, they're not – these are grown adults. They're not four-year-olds. They're all, like – that sort of is what politicians, you know, and that's how you stay elected, right, is, you know, appealing to – you know, you don't have to do the right thing. You just have to win the votes. Yeah, which I'm actually surprised because I, I think um, – is there there's not really a massive cultural backlash towards this technology, at least as far as I know. Like I mean, there, there's there's clearly even for as much loss as there been, meaning AI or crypto, crypto, like there for as much fucking for as much fucking loss that has occurred, um, and I know prices are in the shit and blah blah blah, blah right? And there's there's clearly been I'm not saying it's 100, percent but for as much fraud and bullshit and challenges early on and and money flowing in and either contract issues or rugging or like you know regulatory issues or like the Sam Bankmans of the world, all this type of shit. There's still a tremendous amount of positivity. And I think the general public, maybe at least here, more than 50% would say there's a role for this in the future. How do we use this? Um, and it's, it's still, you know, this, these types of articles just kind of make me laugh and sad at the same time, because um, the idea, the idea that lawmakers are coming forward and saying, like, let us tell us what rules you want to implement. I told we want <laughs> Let's, let us know what you want to do. It just it makes me fucking laugh. I think AI is much easier to understand, though, because we've had movies telling us that the robots are going to come and kill us um, for years. So yeah. people, people, people are, are, are like scared of the tech, but also and but kind of know that the innovation will happen, and they've kind of like weirdly they've actually learned that you perhaps want to try and work alongside it. Whereas I think. Uh, my my actual view on crypto is I don't think anyone actually understands what benefit it has on any scale. I think in the UK, yeah. there's some efforts by some nerds within the Bank of England to do mm-hmm. some good stuff with it. But the whenever I tell anyone that I do this kind of thing, they're just like, so how can I use that in real life? And I'm like, well, basically you can't yet, but you should be able to use it to do these sort of things because it just is a ledger. And right. then they kind of go, oh, okay, that would that could make sense. But it's like <sighs> the AI just feels like it's intuitively understandable more oh, sure. or more yeah. scary. And yeah. whereas crypto is like, well, that's just banking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think here, I think what we were talking about before, which I think is probably the case, is that it's not going to be the exchanges like these exchanges are going to pull it out. It's going to be traditional financial U.S. large scale banks that will make that change. So with with USD as a coin that's led by by Wells and Chase and and others um, with like with having um, a set of offerings that are through traditional banks in, available in a portal next to other offerings. That is what's going to end up making change here. Not not regulate, not Congress, not these exchanges, not crypto bros. Like it's going to have to be something that's more traditional that that they they understand that there's money to be made there, and if they can find a way to make money off of that, and it, it's it's regulatory and they regulate it and they understand what the rules are and blah blah blah. If that if that's there, then I think you see these groups coming in there pretty hard, right? And you're already seeing that. Like you see that with 
like Fidelity and uh, Schwab has a like like they're all they're all going that direction. I think they're all looking for clarity too. The USDC Circle has BlackRock, right? You know, yeah, they do. Like, yeah, that's right. So, I forgot about that. I so like that too, actually, so but this is my thing, right? Like as soon as BlackRock, if BlackRock have more and more progressively more certainty, right? That's a huge amount of capital. Yeah, let me, I'll put that in the notes too. That's so that that Ben remind me what that is. That is they're they're using they're using that's the opposite way though, right? They're they're aren't they taking uh, circle deposits and putting those into BlackRock funds or something like that? Is that what that is, or what are they doing? No, I'm going to have to remember this. I believe that Cir- Circle are investing into BlackRock, but I also right. think that but I, potentially BlackRock also owns some of Circle. Oh yeah, okay. Because because everything's a circle yeah, stake, right? Yep, I, I can. Yeah, everything's always a circle stake. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, Todd <coughs> sorry, Todd says not. I said the word immaturity for the Congress. He said not immaturity, senility, which is correct. Good call. Yeah, let's put. How about how about term limits on that fucking shit? Jesus, what a mess. Or age limits. Either way. Uh, yeah, so they've been in office for a while. Is that what you're suggesting? I, I'm not it's, from it's the US of A. It's a position for life. Oh, what is? Uh, well, politicians here, at least, like to defeat an incumbent is extremely difficult, regardless yeah. of whether they're liked or not. Like Ted Cruz is one example where he apparently is like universally disliked, but he's like undefeatable in Texas, regardless. Another rule, so like, like, a, like Supreme Court justices a, and those types of things. Those are for life, which is so. Once somebody's in there, that opinion is there until they're dead, which is which might not be at the same way that the rest of the public thinks. Well, yeah. I mean, we have we have that with our with the House of Lords, right? Where we so our system's incredibly shit. Where um, once upon a time it used to be that you inherited that they got rid of that eventually in like the oh really it's handed it down. Yeah, so like if if your dad was a law, um, like there were hereditary peers. So if you were uh, Sabendi, and then you know my son, yeah, he he would get to go and and make laws after me, um, and that was the kind of, you know, Frey would now go on a ten minute rant about landed gentry and hunting grouse but we'll just take that as red and, and move on but like the, so it was them and it was like the bishops and some other people uh but now it's like the last of the hereditary peers are, are dying off and then you've still got the bishops and then basically everyone else is like the government of the day get to put as many people as they like into the house of lords so it's constantly getting bigger and they they're not elected and they stay there indefinitely um so you just it's just math it is literally cronyism um right and because we've had quite a turbulent time in terms of like leaders um so when uh theresa may went uh boris johnson uh what's her face liz truss who were all prime ministers for a collective period of like two years maybe mm-hmm. uh like all of them basically put their mates and, you know, people that they work closely with into the House of Lords. And so now there's just more votes for their particular political party. But the other side would do exactly the same, right? I'm not, it's, it's just the way the system is. But it's completely shit because what it means is, is you've got a load of people that for a very short period of time turn up to support their team and then eventually get bored and just uh, cream off the expenses. 
Um, and everyone kind of goes, oh, we should do something about this and never bother because it's not, no one, you're not going to win an election on saying electoral reform. Right. Right. Um, but it's the, the whole kind of house of Lords in the UK is kind of pointless basically, because it doesn't make any laws. It just kind of, it, it just continues votes on the laws. It, it votes on the laws. The house of commons have passed and it can push back a little bit, but basically the house of commons does what the fuck it wants. Right. So you've just got a lot of effectively, you've got a lot of very rich people being given subsidized wine. Too bad. Too bad the phrase not here. I know he's a huge, huge backer of the monarchy. I know it's like, it's like favorite thing and hereditary, you know, sovereignty and all that type of stuff. I know like too bad he's not here to really talk about that. Cause I know he's such a backer of that. He, uh, anyway. he wept when the, when the client, when the, when the, uh, queen deceased. <laughs> I, I I genuinely did, but that was because it caused me an absolute ball ache at work because um, uh, we had to take down, effectively, we had to, like, you weren't allowed to have a website. You had to have a tribute to Her Majesty as your kind of homepage. Uh, uh, and we what? Were, you had to? What, what do you mean you had to? Yeah, pretty much. Like, like um, so... My employer at the time was owned the, the uh, we we were we were sort of owned by the 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 council because I worked at the arena uh, in Liverpool. The buildings were owned by the council. The council had a legal obligation to do this, right? Of like doing that, so we had to follow suit, and other places did as well. So, like if you were a royal something, like the Royal National Theatre and things like that, mm-hmm. and then basically every business in the UK went shit, all these things are doing it. We have to do it too. And so I suddenly had to create a whole new bit of functionality for our website to kind of put this page in front of it that we, we didn't have. Um, uh, And at the time I was in the middle of a kind of website upgrade project because our actual website was fucked. Uh, The CMS just wouldn't publish new pages. Uh, So I was just like, when the queen was ill, I was literally begging for her to stay on a few more days so that the developers could get this thing done. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was really, really, really annoying. Um, <laughs> and, and, and made me have like, but I just, I, I kind of would come home and just have no interest in anything other than was she still breathing? <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, so, um, sorry, continue, Bendy. Are you gonna say no, something? all I was going to say is I'm from a part of the UK that is, uh, probably less pro monarchy than the fray is. Uh, less. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Liverpool is, um, other than having two football clubs and the Beatles, uh, it, it, it basically doesn't think that it's part of the UK. It, it sees itself as uh, there's a whole sort of Scouse, not English thing. Uh, and part of that involves just hating the monarchy. Um, you know, they're all lizards kind of thing. Wait, why? Well, it, it is kind of a antiquated concept in that. Yeah. I mean, wh- why, why does Liverpool hate, why does Liverpool not see itself as British? Yeah. Um, Port City looking out at the rest of the world. We feel like we're closer to New York than Manchester. Uh, you know, that's sort of our outlook is like out to sea. Uh, but there is also just like, we have been as a city, it's been shat on from a great height by the powers that be for a number of years. Um, <laughs> from a great height. 
<laughs> I love this Make decidedly sure splatter British damage. Everything you say. Yeah, I, I've been writing down uh, decidedly British shit that Bendy's been saying. Like, um, <laughs> ball ache, uh, I believe, is like a reasonably British thing to say. But you said before, uh, take that as red. Now, I haven't heard any other culture use that, but I'm assuming that means that just let's just assume that you've already aware of this and, and covered yeah. it, right? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Re- oh, yeah. We're going to assume like that. that you've, you were going to assume you've read the chapter. I mean, like, it's that kind of thing, right? Oh, red, R E A D. I was thinking red yeah. as R E D. Oh, not like, uh, I was like, and and Chelsea, please explain how. That <laughs> yeah, and how is this communist? I was like, okay. I hadn't realized that I was so unintelligible. I just hadn't. I hadn't got that I was just talking nonsense. There, yeah. Well, you know. So the British, like Australia, have just a bunch of uh, things that you say that you assume people know, but. They're actually colloquialisms that people don't have a fucking idea what you're talking about. Like yawning <laughs> or whatever, like yeah, like oh, having yeah, a yarn. Yeah. Well, because yeah. in, in in Britain, you you can spin someone a yarn, right? Which is telling yeah. them a that's telling them a story. And obviously, that's where we got it from. Hmm. Is you blokes yep. coming over to our country with your ships? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. our, our crimes on our criminals. <laughs> there, there's a uh, there's a there's a TV show called Ten Bob Poms uh, on I don't know fucking Stan or some streaming shit, and uh, it's about the um, the English coming to Australia like during a, a period of decline in uh, England where the poorer people would come to Australia to try and make it. And uh, apparently we didn't like you guys much when you uh, came over. <laughs> Word on the street is. We're, yeah. I mean, like, we, <laughs> like we, a do have a history, we do have a history of not being well liked overseas for some reason. There's a, there's a scene in this, in this show, right, where um, old mates come over from England and he's trying to, trying to secure himself some employment. And he's at the, uh, let's call it an, an employment office, where you sort of go up and you're like, yeah, I'm here for a job. And they'll like, look at the little tickets with all of the jobs written on them. And they're like, oh, we've got a job here uh, for, uh, for like, you know, shoveling shit out of the latrine. And he's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I am a, I am a fully qualified carpenter. And they're like, yeah, but you know, you're not Australian. So then they're like, he's like, well, is there anything else? They're like, no. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll take the shoveling shit out of the latrine job. And they're like, okay, just wait a minute while we go and see if there's any other Australians who want that job first. <laughs> Anybody want the shoveling shit out of the latrine job? No, thanks. <laughs> uh, it it's pretty funny. I'm not sure if it's meant to be a comedy, but it certainly comes across that way. <laughs> It's a documentary. Well, I mean, it's like a docu-series, right? That's completely probably off the mark, but... That's funny. Uh, you know, good fun. Um, what else do we have on the list? Probably, uh, what well, is this fuck fucking SEC, thing? Have you ever seen those Japanese Beatles just, like, fucking each other? <laughs> I assume I assume that quote in the spreadsheet, for folks who are not looking at the spreadsheet, uh, the fray and artifact are together 
this week at this uh, conference. So I'm guessing that's where that came from. Hey, so fun story. There's a uh, there's a blockchain conference in Australia. Is there? The month. Yeah. Does anyone? It's a bit of a weird one. Is well, it's is it sponsored? Is it sponsored by Big Balls Blockchain? No. But I'm, I'm going. So it's, it's yeah, like, I'm, uh, I assume you are. You're probably the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> it's him and Rama. It's, it's, they're just going to the pub. <laughs> I can I can almost definitely assure you that I will be the only Cosmos validator. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, so. Oh dear, Ra- Rama's livid. Oh yeah, all the all the tickets are done too, Rama. I I don't oh. think you want to go, man. I think it's like. I think it's a corporate circle joke, but they're, they're because they're like the the big wigs of of crypto in Australia. Like you know the the corporations and shit are going to this thing, but it's like um, is it so like, is it like a Ethereum based thing or what is it? Like what's it on? It's just it, it's, or is it just it's whatever. Like or is that a finance? Crypto. Yeah, oh, okay. it's not just like based around. Yeah, it's like yeah. Bitcoin and fucking Ethereum and all the bullshit. But um, so, I but it's not Rama, like I thought. Rama ran the corporation, though. Like, isn't he? Isn't that his like entire thing? Is that he's the head of the corporation? He he's the head of a corporation. <laughs> no, no, I think it's the corporation. The, the corporation. <laughs> Cap, capital T. So, so the way they do it in Australia for Blockchain Week is it's not out of place. It's not like it's not. Oh, let's go to Sydney for a week and do Blockchain Week, right? It's like they'll have like a day in Sydney, a day in Adelaide, a day in Brisbane, a day in fucking Perth. Really? And, and they got a day in Melbourne, right? Yeah. So Melbourne's like the fifth day, like at the end. Have of you the- got something specific against Perth? Because you, no. you were like, it's a day here, it's a day there, it's a day there, it's a day in fucking Perth. So <laughs> well, you Perth's really hate on the Perth. other side of the Perth's on the other side <laughs> of the fucking country. It takes like six hours to fly there. <laughs> Um, I was like, okay. I was like, you should go to that conference. So you, when you say, you get that, you get that look. Would you ever, you ever go like we were at ETH Denver, right? Or we go to the Aptos thing or something else, and you say, I'm a co-, like you meet somebody new, and you're like, I validate for Cosmos, and they give you like that sad puppy dog look, like, oh, how sweet uh, is that? Oh, you just discovered crypto? Oh, you, oh, you, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you making ten dollars today? <laughs> Are you, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, IBC. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love oh, yeah. this conversation. It's gr- it's going to be awesome. Shut the fuck the up, future man. Shut the, the fuck up, man. man. Um. It, anyway, so they uh, they sent me. I, I got the ticket for the one in Melbourne, right? And uh, it's all very like it's not like there's a big shed full of uh, you know booths, <laughs> shed, right? You know, yeah. big big garage full of yeah. booths. <laughs> there's uh, it's actually uh, like you go to the hotel. And they uh-huh. have booked out like the hotel's amphitheater or whatever they have at the hotel, and then people do like you know talks. So I'm I'm assuming it's going to be all very corporate and people like pulling each other off and congratulating each other on a, <laughs> on another good had. year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's like a a breakfast. I imagine it's like a corporate breakfast. Uh, tickets are free, of course. Um, there's like this breakfast. In the morning, it's like at fucking seven fifteen in the morning. So that's a, they're that's not a like, corporate crypto conference. Yeah, they are not yeah, the yeah. kind of crypto people I know about. That basically, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, there's no Lamborghini yeah. parking out front on that shit. No, just, they're, yeah, they're breakfast they at seven. I mean, Mercedes only. Uh, <laughs> the Mercedes and um, Bentley affair. S class. So, 
Yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so that'll be interesting. I was is thinking coming- about wearing a button-up shirt. Do you have one? Is there no, one back there? I'll have to buy one. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, there is some shit hanging in the cupboard right there. I see. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That looks sure like a button-up shirt back there. Yeah, pull one of those out. There's a, there's a, there's a suit in there. I don't, I don't there? know if it fits. Yeah. Somebody die. Uh, <laughs> someone it's will funerals. die. So it's just yeah. for funerals. Some That's point. all I use it for. <laughs> yeah. Actually, cool. I, I went to a another. Um, I went to a a a, a ball, a, a gala, a ball. Uh huh. It's yep. like uh, you know they've got. So my my partner is a um, uh, uh, engineer, mm-hmm. and so they have um, you know industry balls and fundraisers and shit that you go to. So you know wear a suit. It's like the only occasion I wear a suit. <laughs> An engineer like ball. That sounds. It's like Incredibly it's more of an boring. It's an industry thing. It's like it's like a uh, you know, for example, like the water industry might have like a industry ball with a fundraiser for fucking kids with one toe or something. Your upper class high society, your God's gift to ballroom and atriety. You always fill your yeah. ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say that you've got the biggest balls of them all. <laughs> you get that reference. Okay. You don't get that uh, reference? I, you're yeah. talking about my Give me more Australian than that. Yeah, it's ACDC, right? Fucking A. My man. <laughs> How do you know? My guy. My guy. <laughs> my some guy. balls are held for ch- charity and some for fancy dress, but the balls that are held for pleasure are the ones that I like best. No? I feel really? like this should, this should oh, be Jesus. entirely what- Chelsea, what the what fuck, big- man? I got it. What are you talking about? I knew who I mean, it was. This should, the, <laughs> this should be the theme tune for Big Balls Blockchain. Mm-hmm. You know what? It really should be, shouldn't it? I'll pull that up. Are you suggesting? Like, are you suggesting we we rename the potty to Big Balls Blockchain? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I think I think I guess we have to get through to episode sixty nine, and then we can call it a day. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume he's in shock of. <laughs> <laughs> also, Robert says that you've shamed us. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when you've when around. you've only got one band, how can you not know all their songs? I thought that was like I think didn't you get sing to the, didn't your parents sing to you like your mom sang to you as it go to go to night? I figured she sang to you. <laughs> she she sang some song off of those about to rock or something like that. Is that no? Look, man, I, I'm actually not very cultured in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the rock and roll in the musical ways of Australia. <laughs> Uh, I love. Is it. there anything more than ACDC? You got ACDC. Yeah. And what boys to men, and that's no, it. That's and, all uh, you got. No, no, you and got, the didgeridoo. Um, no, no, no. You, uh, <laughs> uh, what's it? Oh shit! Well, you got Midnight Brian, Oil. Brian Midnight Adams Oils. is he? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Midnight Oil is great fucking band. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> men at Work. In Excess is an Australian band, right? That's what I meant. Men at Work, not yeah. Men at Work is fucking awesome. Men, in Excess is an Australian band. Um, ACDC, obviously. Yeah. Who else did I say? Oh. um Midnight Oil, great band. Silver uh, chair, oh, look, silver chair. Robertson, <laughs> <laughs> silver. I like, yeah, silver chair. I like yeah. the fact that that uh, this that is uh, and that 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 is why I'm saying there is one band because at the point where in order to jump in with another one, we're down to silver chair already. I think we should we should be at a point where we just accept that Australia has one contribution to music. <laughs> silver chair. Well, Sweden oh, only has ABBA, so it's only fair, right? No, Sweden what's also that? has uh, what's that? What's that heavy metal band that's fucking up there? I'll think of it. Hey, we got we got Daryl Braithwaite, don't we? He's he's Australian. We can claim him. Oh, sure. what about that? 
gay dude with the glasses. Um, <laughs> Elton John? I don't think he's Elton Italian. John. <laughs> Elton John is British. He's British. He was my uh, Elton yeah. John was my la- Elton John was my last gig at the arena. Um, that was quite fun. Because really, I, was, I like. I would be yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So I was I was backstage talking to someone there, um, and then we all had to like get out the way because Elton was coming, and basically uh, um, he had to like he wasn't allowed to see that we existed. Um, and then he was going to get into his little buggy that was going to drive him from his car to his dressing room, and then from his dressing room to the stage. Um, and we had to just bugger off. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Really? But, yeah. It's completely like, yeah. I mean, if I, you know, if I was going to lie, I'd have come up with a better story. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it, these kind of things are, yeah, it was quite fun. It was like, it's, it's always good. In, you know, it's interesting stuff being at the arena. Cause you, you, you did have these occasional global megastars, but never any from Australia because, well, Oh, Kylie, hang on. We've got you've got Kylie, Ka- 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 Kylie Minogue. Hmm. Who? She's more she's more British than you. Well, yeah, but she but but neighbours, <laughs> right? Your one television program. <laughs> Fuck. Going <laughs> <laughs> back, probably still running. <laughs> it actually just finished. They just, they they literally just ended it. Uh, I think last year, and not soon enough. Neighbors, eh? <laughs> it was it was big, big big news in Britain when that when that finished. It must have been running longer than fucking The Simpsons. Thirty eight same same, same sort of trajectory of quality as well. I think. I, hey, <laughs> Simpsons coming back right now. They were just literally. I like. Were, I was just reading about because I just started watching this last season. That's actually pretty damn good right now. I'm pretty there excited for a, King of uh, the Hill coming back. What's coming back? Uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill is coming back. Is it really? Oh, really? With propane, Bobby? propane accessories. That's right. Propane and propane accessories. Beavis and Butthead's yeah. back right now yeah, too. Yeah. Have you been watching those? That I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, he's been back. It's second season or third season. I just actually watched one last night, and it had a little bit of the like they don't watch music videos anymore. Now they watch YouTube videos, which is actually, which was kind of funny because it's it's different because it's always fun to watch music videos, but but it's much more in line with today, and they make they make some good fun out of some bullshit youtube videos i gotta say for that sounds B&B awesome fans, pull it up yeah they're good oh so beavis and butthead is worth the watch it is i think i, I mean the, it's the reboot. It, if you watched it when you're i mean i watched it like back in the day but like it has it's not like the same right but it's it's slightly different but it still has some really good stuff to it there's still some pretty decent stuff in there and this season of simpsons is actually pretty funny but i'm still waiting for more rick and morty's ah rick and morty I'm waiting for uh, what's my what's my man's name? David. Uh, the fuck is uh, what is that show called? Dave. Fuck. Is it Curb Your Dave? Enthusiasm? Oh, no, oh, uh, oh, with Curb. Yep. Curb. Can't wait for the fucking Curb man. It's like my is favorite. That, show is that ending ever. soon? Is he is he ending that or did he talk about ending? I think I thought- it'll end when he fucking dies. Like <laughs> I thought it did end. Did it not? He I don't said he's I, ending I, I, it like twenty fucking times. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, he's just like I don't know. I don't think he can. I don't think he can stop. It's like one of those people with a problem. More Can't stories stop, won't stop. A lot of good stuff out of this yeah. year, though. Hey, so um, you know, in the ecosystem news, yeah, what do the, you got? Uh, the Juno delegations are going to drop soon, Schultzy. <laughs> and I don't drop? think you great you love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean drop from the foundation or drop as in the number goes down? 
Uh, it's in the, they'll make the delegations like in the next couple of days, I think. Oh, from your Q, is this from Q1 or Q2 or whatever? Aren't you doing this quarterly or no? How often Not anymore. Those no, it's fucking way too much work to do quarterly. Oh, I mean, I should have filled it's, that in form. It's one, and, it's one and done right now. Oh, that's it, it. Never, never to change again. Like, I'd love to do it though. So, like, it, there is a fucking lot of labor in it, to be honest. Like, uh, I had no idea how much work it was going to be. And um, it's because your rules are too, just, too detailed. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. So, I mean, a lot of it was easy points, right? Um, and I think we're we're going to try and go down a route of more automation um, with uh, Rama. Who 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 are we doing that with? I can't remember the name, but um, there's there's a company out there that's making like some automation software around this to monitor the blockchain and and help actually distribute those delegations fairly with the um, with the non. Uh, what's the word? Oh, I can't. What's fucking early? You like the non-subjective uh, criteria? Um, oh, like, you mean you know okay. where, where the there's a source of criteria. truth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you mean you mean so like, whether it's uptime or some sort of whatever? Yeah, like, like uptime. Whether also. yeah, whether RPCs are running archives all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because even going through and checking those is fucking huge pain in the ass. I mean, do is yeah, whatever. Please say what you're going to say. It doesn't matter. 100, doesn't 120 matter. validators all, all offering the same exact services is not valuable. Mm-mm. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that, that's RPCs. Like... Who gives a shit? Like, there's not, it doesn't have much so, traffic, right? You got, you got like one transaction a block. How many fucking RPC nodes do you need? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, there's a lot of spam. Seriously. who? I mean, I, I might argue even that the RPCs that we have available, like using the chain registry, are more of a hindrance at this moment in time than they are beneficial. What do you mean hindrance? I think that it gives really easy access for like, oh yeah, people doing nefarious things, or maybe well, not even deliberately nefarious things, but nefarious things nonetheless. Gives them a really easy on ramp for doing said things. Um, like on secret right now, occasionally like the set is basically going down because someone's writing an ARB bot, and then they'll just sequentially go through the chain registry and knock out all those nodes. And then start attaching to random open RPCs, and it's really annoying. What do you mean knocking them out? You mean like, like dosing them out, like like spamming them out so the node stops, or what do you mean? Effectively, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he, what, what they're doing basically is like funneling a lot of transactions, and then um, because Secret is just slower, unfortunately, um, like a, a very basic like swap transaction, he's spamming them because he's trying to create an R bot, right? And that's making basically the entire network slow down because so many blocks are being missed because of it. Ah, so they're they're filling a very uh, expensive to compute block with a bunch of bullshit, and then using the R bot to get whatever they want to be able to get. Yeah, basically. Fucking hell. Yeah, I don't but, know. I, yeah. Anyway. So, well, I mean, RPC is something that I I think is like everyone needs it, regardless, right? But. I mean, doing something with them is the important thing. Like they need to be behind some sort of load balancer that just distributes traffic. There's no point in having them if they're not. Um, but I don't know, maybe maybe a system that would make more sense would be like apply to be an RPC provider uh, to be included with the, the um, delegation program or something like rather than just saying, here's my RPC, say I want to be an RPC provider. Maybe there's only 10 slots or something like that instead of having 120. 
Well, that's like uh, relayers too, right? Isn't like too many relayers is not a good thing. Well, you don't play for that either. So the way relaying typically works is like a network will start and then people put like one token in, the, in their wallet yeah, and then they'll rush. get a delegation for it and then they'll never refill it. And then there's like a handful of people that will keep refilling it. Um, so that one's also so the, 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 the way we tackled um, the relaying uh, is we distributed the points by the amount of messages that were relayed, not like, are you running one? It's like, how effective is it? There was a big thing this, I say a big thing, it may not have been particularly big, but there was a thing on Twitter this week about people, some people wanting permissioned, I like permissioned channels or like trying to reduce the amount of relaying that's happening. And I, I was baffled by it, but these were all like in, in theory, relatively sensible people talking about it. So there must be some sort of upside that I just couldn't understand. Presumably, Schultze, they they were probably referring to like using the the um, middleware and running through like a hub and spoke type structure instead of chains like IBCing to everyone potentially. Like, uh, so at the moment, like you know, Juno's got a channel to here and there and fucking everywhere. Um, and the reason for that is is because of the way IBC works is that it creates a unique denom um, when you, like, create an IBC channel. So, uh, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of messy. Like, you could have, um, if you send it through the hub, for example, to another chain. So if it goes Juno, Cosmos, Akash, uh, that final Juno would have a different um, denom than if it just went, from uh, Juno to a cache because they're different channels. Like one goes through the hub and the other one goes directly from Juno to a cache. So you end up with this unique denom and then um, like more uh, escrow accounts all over the place on different chains. So presumably what that was referring to, um, I think Strangelove made middleware that makes it easier to... Um, or maybe they made a, a module or something, isn't it, Schultze, that makes it easier to actually send, um, say, a Juno from um, Juno chain through a hub to another chain. And then, I don't know, how does that work? Do you know, Schultze? I have no idea. I have not read anything about permissioned um, channel creation or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I haven't really been... something completely different. Oh, here's Jake. Jake's here. Jake with the info. <laughs> <clears throat> Robert said something around government-gated IBC channels and clients, which I, I kind of understand. Like, that seems like it makes sense to me. It, it seems, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not as- Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's completely different. So people aren't just, like, opening channels willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like because you can't you can't back that out, right? It's basically there forever, even if it's closed. Yeah, it's, it's then. And, 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 then yeah. and then you have all these issues, right, where, like, <laughs> and I may be wrong here, but, like, in theory, you could have two different flavors of, Juno or cash rooted stuff because they've gone right. through different channels. Right. And then if one of those stops being used, getting that back could be difficult. Yeah, you can't Is unwind the clock, of, right? Yeah, you the can't. Channel's gone. Yeah. We well, so can reopen I, I, the channel through governance, right? You could, yeah. But it, but if there's but, not enough if there's I guess there's not enough token or DNAM out there, then it like who actually does that? And there are right, many yeah, examples yeah. of like three or four dollars on a channel and people were just like let's just let it die like fuck it right yeah yeah, yeah it's just not worth the time spent on rebooting it 
Right. But so yeah, the, like, the other thing is, is people like the way it is now, people could actually just channel spam the shit out of the network. Like someone could just go and open channel after channel after channel, right, Schultzy? There's no like limit to the amount of channels you can make. Yeah. yeah, you can just, and I'm sure that would absolutely fuck up the chain. <laughs> well, and it would screw up a lot of the relayers because a lot of us, we basically just do a wild card. We're like, oh, well, I'll support any channel between Osmosis and Juno. So that way it covers all ICA accounts. It'll cover all contracts. It'll cover anything. It'll just do it. Right. Oh, really? So I didn't know that. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Okay. So if you do that and people start making more and more channels, then not only does that mean I'm going to be using more funds to keep them open because I run like I run I, the way I run it is I, I make sure that all the channels that I'm running are constantly refreshed. They don't, they don't expire. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm using more funds because they're creating more channels. And it's very common at the start of a chain when like, Osmosis and let's say Nolus. I don't think Nolus actually did this. I just, just the first chance to pop in my head. There will be like 15 or 20 channels that open up in the first week or so because they're just trying to figure out like their channel. Right. And it's very annoying. So anybody can open a channel, right? That So that's a transaction on chain. I assume there's, there's a gas fee or something associated to that. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then as, excuse me, and as a relayer, you're just wildcarding you, any channel that's open, you're relaying those packets. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So the so the channel creation should be under governance is kind of the idea, right? Like that would that would make sense. I mean, a certain amount of sense. Yeah, I don't know. It would kind I of guess suck it having to wait a week to open a channel, right? Yeah. But it, I think that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking like it makes sense. Like on on some chains, it seems like like so. For example, Juno permissionless smart contract platform. Why should you? have permissioned IBC on a permissionless chain. Um, but then, it, like, I, I, and I guess there's this funny thing of, like, what? where do you vote on these things? Because if everyone's got different, like, I assume that the vote is on the one, that on the outward bound, right? That you would go, oh, I, I would like to connect to this chain. And you don't get a choice about whether you receive that channel. But then you need a pair of them. And if you've got different voting lengths, you get in this period of you can get into a thing where, oh, well, this is a three day vote and this is a 21 day vote. So it just feels like it's really messy. So I guess one way you could do it would be to like um, just make them like the fee to open a channel pretty big. Like say you make it a thousand dollars to open a channel. You'd want to be pretty committed to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't do it yeah like right now yeah like if it's if you're opening a channel for your particular fucking use case then pay for it yeah like right now there's pay for whatever out of governance there's five separate channels open between juno and joe chain it seems unnecessary unnecessary (laughs) yeah that's a a good example yeah (laughs) it's a good example and even test nets like there's a lot of juno to like sif chain test net or uni six or uni three and why are there fucking channels to test nets? People probably trying to like, oh, I can fucking turn my Juno X out of here. And that guy who was, it was <laughs> that you were trying to destroy on, U- on Uni Six. <laughs> it's the one. It's oh, yeah, the compounder. Compounder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that fucker. I got that fucker. Yeah, I gave up there. <laughs> I don't know who's like. No, that was Uni Five, and then we're like, oh, we're killing Uni Five. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> My beautiful, my beautiful distribution. My ruined. huge stack. <laughs> ruined. Ruined. Uh, fuck. So there's another, there's another berry when we're talking about things that are oh, 
by potential risks to the ecosystem. There is a berry. I've forgotten what the I've forgotten what berry it is. What flavor of berry we've got? Dingleberry berry is it is barberry. (laughs) What is a barberry? Barberry. What is a barberry? Let's ask ChatGPT. (laughs) What is a barberry? Oh yeah, I've got ChatGPT up, and that's how I was trying to sound smarter. Oh, yeah, it, the, is a, uh, it is a it is a regulation. It's a real thing. A shrub or a small tree. It's a shrubbery. To the a shrubbery genus a shrubbery barbaris. It's yellow flowers. Go. Great. Uh-huh. It's uh So what what is the uh, the advisory? Uh, I heard um, it was a high concern, right? High concern, yeah. but it's non-consensus breaking, so we can just upgrade as soon as they come out. So that's good. okay. That's good. I don't think there's anything else out at this point on what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't have any specific information. Not like that that's, related that's to sensible, speaker, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Open source. Publish the oh, export, Jacob please. with the helpful comments in the forum. What is Amulet? What is Amulet? Thanks. <laughs> so we don't know what it is. I'm guessing a bunch of upgrades this week. Yeah, it looks like anything with a – well, it's – it's an SDK one, is it? It's not even like it is. a Wasm related one. Yeah, no, it's SDK. Related. Why are they Why are they using the berry then? I thought the berry was wasm. for uh, Wasm. Anyway, it looks like well, yeah. Dra- so that's going to Dra- be an Dragonberry wasn't Wasm. That's right, Dragonberry wasn't. No, that was Tenderman. Dragonberry wasn't Wasm. No, well, there you go. I mean, I, I say know, this as if I know I know shit about these things. I just I just see them happening and panic for a bit, and then I get All and of- then people tell me upgrades have happened, and then I relax. All I know is that every time there's a wasm mentions uh, a berry mentioned somewhere, I just cringe a little bit and die inside. Uh, I could only imagine being a Pokachu or something where you're, or even even a fucking lavender five. You got you got a lot of networks going on, don't you, Schultzy? Uh, forty or so, I think. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like a pain day to me. <laughs> it's Ansible, not fun. Ansible, Ansible. Yeah, I say Ansible makes it pretty easy, but it's still really annoying. Like, it's only one command, right? So you have to enter upgrade names 4.04, whatever, and then emergency true, and you're done, but it's still annoying. Emergency true is emergency, emergency flag. Is like a, emergency flag? Oh, yeah, I've got emergency flag. So, what, sure. I, I, so emergency I'm flag, really? I'm assuming, is, is that it does it as an in place upgrade? Is that it? Yeah, in place upgrade, and then it does a restart. Yeah. And then it deletes the Wasm cache. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah that cache. Mine's up. Uh, so I think uh, actually Stargaze, um, they just said that, so they had the V10 binary, which was a, a governance upgrade, but it included, a, does, well, it, it had something, I think it was one of these patches, but it, that upgrade needed the um, the Wasm cache deletion, but they have since come out with 10.0.1, which has some sort of tweak to it where you do not need to delete the cache. Yeah. So Jorge yeah. said that the the cache, the cache that uh, it, they upgraded Cosmosm, and I guess the upgraded version of Cosmosm for this fix changes the cache name somewhere in the cache directory. It goes from v4 to v5. So basically, the old cache would still be there, but there's a new cache that gets created. Oh, okay. So the old cache is redundant, and it goes into a new folder, and then it a doesn't quiche. have a six That's right. fucking explosion. That's right. There's a new quiche. It goes right in there. So, but, but I love it. I love it when someone uses like, "What's a sig sev thing?" You're like, "A what?" <laughs> well, when you don't delete the wasm case, you get oh, like a yeah, sig yeah. sev fucking yeah. error. Yeah, it's, that's, like, that's which is a real pain in the ass, dude. Depending on when that's happening. Yeah. 
But no one knows what it is. I didn't know what it is when it first came out. My, my, like, what the fuck is this? Like, delete your wasm cache. I'm like, like oh. All my okay. system, my system D's getting, <laughs> my system D service files are getting pretty lengthy now because I have so much shit shoved in there now. Um, but one of the things we had, I think, just recently was on the exec pre-start, which is just to go back and delete those quiches, um, regardless of where they sit, because they across different chains sit in different spots. But you, so any, right now, right, any restart on any service right now, the quiche gets del- it's deleted, which I think is probably just a safe bet. Like who gives a shit? Just gets regenerated every time, every time the contract's called. So. Don't Fuck need it. it, right? Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. Um, so the, uh, yeah, I mean, those system D files, man, they, there's so much stuff in system D that no one knows about or uses. <laughs> I, like that stuff yeah. that um, Crow's Nest came out with the other day with the, where you can pass the variable after the at. Yeah. Use a, it's a hey, system D template. Right. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, no cool. Idea. It is. Yeah, I, I had no idea yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, we use, we use the journal D at, um usurper for the for the log thing right for that little log hack yeah so i guess we were already using it in some fashion but i mean we weren't pulling a variable from it and using it in the system d itself we we're just using it um as a template against journal d i guess right yeah yeah so the temp- the system d template allows you to basically start multiple services through one system d file with like basically an arg is really what is like a param right um, which is pretty cool, actually. I I kind of dig it. I, I also like I like sep. I, I don't know. I kind of like having that, knowing that it's just tied to the binary name and some some simplicity to it. I guess I don't know. I I agree. I I enjoy. I I think it's neat. I enjoyed seeing it. Yeah. But I was immediately like, no. not for me. Yeah. Right. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, yeah. I think for his particular use case it is like for what he used oh, yeah. it for yeah for sure. it seems handy but i was also like do i need that in my stack and no yeah and honestly there's there's 20 different ways to cut this cat right so whatever whatever works for for each of us i think is good sounds like it's it done 